Hello, Agents for Life. How's everybody doing today? Welcome to podcast episode 99. Just one away from 100. I can't believe it, but I'm glad you're here listening. I am trying my best to give you value every week. I hope you go back if you haven't listened to previous podcasts. Some of them, of course, are sales-oriented. Some of them are mindset-oriented. All kinds of different things. Sometimes it's just a bunch of random thoughts going through my head. But it's all good stuff, and it's all designed to help you succeed at your business as an agent out in the field protecting families. This week, I'd rather not talk about my production. (laughs) I had a terrible week. And so let's not talk about that because I want to stay happy and positive. I want to talk about um, killer questions because uh, this was a subject that was brought up by one of my agents uh, a few weeks ago. I've been kind of stewing on it, and I am ready now to release a list of questions, and I'll have a link in the show notes where you can download a copy of it. But I'm going to read from you today some of my top favorite questions, some questions that I've been asking, some that I haven't, but I'm going to. After doing a lot of research from a lot of different places, I've assembled a presentation in the form of questions. Because here's, before I jump into this, just just a little bit of the psychology behind it. Asking questions is kind of the antithesis of traditional sales. And I know that doesn't sound logical because sales should be all about questions. But really salespeople, like the car salespeople and the traditional kind of jam it down your throat salespeople, they're not interested in what you want. They're interested in selling for a commission. So they're interested in telling you what you need even though um, you may not. And when they come in with, you know what it's like, the sales-oriented questions, the questions that sound like they have a, you know, a, just a little bit of extra layer of, I don't know, um, intention behind it that's not yours, it's theirs. Anyways, you can sniff it out, right? So we need, when we go into a home, to be genuinely interested in what they want. And once we find out what they want, then we just give it to them. That's it. So let's don't overcomplicate it. Let's make a presentation super simple. It's just a matter of what are you looking for and can I help you find that? You see, we we have the benefit that they requested information from us. So they're already looking for something. We've already gotten past that. So we can go on the premise of you're looking for something. What is it? And let me see if I can help you. So we find that out by asking questions. So your presentation should just be full of you asking questions. So I like to, and I have breaking the ice questions, I'm not gonna get into those, it's just you know, build a relationship, it's common sense type of stuff when you first meet somebody. Be personable, take a genuine interest. I like to ask them though, have you ever gone through the mortgage protection process before or is this your first time? Regardless of their answer, because things have changed. So they say, yeah, I, I did that, you know, 10 years ago when I first bought my home or no, I've never gone through that before. That's okay. Either way, things have changed in the industry. So I'm going to tell them, this is key, and I wrote this out. This is key. I'm going to tell them what they're about to expect. So I'm going to outline the whole thing. Here's what we're going to do today really quick. And these are the main points that I hit on. So I introduce myself as an independent agent. I work with about 20 different insurance carriers. And you might change that for you if you're starting out. It might be five or 10 or whatever it is, but you have access to more than you think. Anyways, I told them I'm gonna do two main things today while we're here. Number one, I'm gonna figure out which plan you'd be eligible for. And then number two, shop around for the best value and the least amount of cost. 
Okay, so I'm, I'm telling them a couple things right up front. Number one, I'm going to do some underwriting. And number two, we're going to find you the best cost. I'm going to be shopping around so you don't have to. If we find something that works and it fits in your budget, the next step, I like to say the next step because it's not salesy, um, the next step is just to fill out an application to see if we can get you approved. Again, I don't want pressure. I don't want them to feel sales pressure because then they think it's coming from me, not them. And then I'll say something like, I can't guarantee approval. I'm just the messenger. It's kind of funny. But if I do my job right, then I will give you the best odds of getting approved. So if we're approved, the coverage goes right into effect. The rates are guaranteed for the time that we that we want. And, um, and hopefully we can do all this without requiring any blood work. So that's kind of my setup. Okay, I don't use those exact words every time. It covers a lot of points and it tells them what to expect the time that we're together. And then I ask, and this is key, and I love this one of my favorite questions. Do you have any questions about any of this before we jump in and get started? Okay, sometimes people will have a question on their mind and it will lead you to skip way ahead right to the heart of the matter and close the deal a lot faster. So I like to give them the opportunity to ask a question right up front. The second reason I'll do that is because if they do have a burning question, it's going to distract them from listening to me. I kind of want to empty their brain. So this is my chance to give them, or this is the opportunity I give them to unload what's on their brain so that they can focus and we can have a conversation without them wondering, well, what's the cost? What's this? What's that? And that's great. And I'll listen to them. What's the cost? That's a very common question. Yes, absolutely. We're going to get to that. Any other questions, right? Just That's it. I'm just kind of digging for anything that's burning that's on the tip of your tongue that we can get out and um, before we jump into this. Okay, so setup. So this is the very beginning. What is this, the, the kind of getting into it? What, what has you looking for coverage right now? I like that question because it just kind of gets us talking about insurance. Um, and they'll volunteer some things sometimes that are, that are very um, revealing about their situation. Uh, and then I love this one. Are you looking to cover one or both of you? Okay. That's very, very important because you want to know what their intentions are, if they're both working, and that's all going to come out as well. Um, what do you want to have happen today? That's a good one. I don't use that one a lot, but when you when, when when you put the request in, what was something that stood out to you the most? So when you were first looking, when you turned in the, the when you filled this form out, if you've got a paper that they've written on, when you sent this in, what was it that stood out to you? I like asking that. Um, and then I love this one too. Tell me about your timeline. Most people are wanting to put this in right away. Are you one of them? So I give them an easy chance to say yes, and they'll agree. And that's a great because they've just acknowledged that they're anxious to do this right away. They're not going to wait. So it's a hint at, or we're not going to think about it like so many people want to do, right? So um, again, low pressure, not salesy. I'm saying, you know, I'm getting them to agree. I'm asking questions, kind of bringing them along. Um, next, I'm going to pull out the underwriting form. I'm just jump into it. I'm going to start filling this out. So what's your mortgage amount, monthly payment term? How many sources of income do you have? This is a great question for asking how much money they make because that's the next question. But I ease into it by saying, how many sources of income do you have? Now, most people, it's just one source. It's their job. But some people do have pensions and some people have military benefits and some other things. So I like to know how many sources and then I'll gather all the sources and I'll say, okay, what is the total total amount between all those three or four or two sources? What is the total monthly income? That's how I ask for the income. And then I go to the spouse and do the same thing. Now, 
Obvious question here, but I love this. Will one of you be financially exposed if the other one passes away? This financial part on the underwriting guide on page one, this is where we find the pain. So this is where we're going to spend some time. Will one of you be financially exposed if the other one passes away? It should be obvious from their income, but I like them to say it. So I'm going to ask them and I'm going to be pointing down at my my piece of paper during that part. If we can't find... Well, okay, and I'm assuming, I'm assuming you have some life insurance, is that right? So I like saying I'm assuming, because a lot of people do, and it sets, them, it, sets it apart from, um, you're trying to, I've got insurance. Like some people use that as, well, I don't know if I need this because I already have life insurance. So I like to dispel that, saying, I'm assuming you already have some, right? How much? Okay, and, and I like to say that, and this is where I use this line. I don't want to over-insure you, but I also don't want to under-insure you. So I want to see how much, if you've already got some coverage in place that can help out with some of this stuff, I'd like to know about that. So wait, I find that out. And then the, this, is a, this is a really key question right here. If we can't find something for you today, what else do you have in place that could act like mortgage protection? What else? We just talked about life insurance. I gathered all that in. What else do you have in place that could act like mortgage protection? So if they're curious, if they don't know what I mean by that, we'll say anything that could pay out, you know, in the in form of a death or in in the event of a death. Like if you had a four hundred one k, if you had some savings, or if you had some stocks or something like that, some other assets that could act like. Okay, great, and that's where you just check the boxes. Okay, finding the pain. Who are we looking to protect? This is their why. You're going to put it right at the very top of the underwriting form. The beneficiary, really. Who is it? It's usually a spouse, but sometimes it's a kid or a family member. What difference will this coverage make to you and your family? Okay, that's a good question. What would happen if you passed away tomorrow or got sick and didn't have this kind of coverage? Okay, again, we're just, we're just asking. We're really getting them to live with that pain of what does life look like if I don't have the coverage? How important is it? to protect your spouse or family if you got sick or passed away. Okay, so those questions are just designed to explore the pain with them a little bit more. But that part of the income at the top of the underwriting guide, page one, the underwriting form, that's where we dive into the pain. Spend a little more time there than the rest of the presentation. Okay, then we're gonna move on to the second part. Like I said, there's two parts. I'm gonna see what you qualify for and then we're gonna see um, the pricing and so forth. I guess it's technically not the second part. It's still part of the first part. But the underwriting, this is really, really important. All the questions are on the sheets. You just read those. But here's a few of them. Tell me about your health. Are you on any medications? Any prescriptions in your past you're not on anymore? And this one, I can't tell you how many times I wish I'd asked this one because I forgot and got in trouble later. Have you applied for life insurance in the last two years? What was the outcome? What happened? Did you get declined? Did you get rated? Okay, very important to note, because if you don't ask that, just like what happened to me last, just this last week, um, you get, and you can get an answer from a carrier that says, um, you know, based on an MIB record, we're declining coverage, and that's all I get. I'm MIB, what does that mean? Well, now we have to order the MIB reports to find out. So I want them to tell me right up front. Okay, transitioning to pricing. So great, I've got a carrier, I've got someone in mind based on underwriting, it's going to go Foresters, this is after you've talked to your manager, you call them right in the home. So we're moving on with more questions. Okay, so let me ask, because we can do this a few different ways, I've got a lot of different options here for you, but what is most important to you? More coverage for a shorter period of time, like 20 years or 30 years, or less coverage 
for the rest of your life. Again, obviously what I'm asking here is do you want term or do you want whole? But that's the way you ask it because that's, we're not using industry terms. I'm using the benefits. I'm describing what those products would do. Do you like it temporary or do you like it permanent? Like what is the goal here? So I let them ask or answer that. What option, after I've listed three, what option most comfortably fits in your budget? Okay, so I let them tell me which option works best. Um, I usually go low, medium, and high. The high one, a lot of times if I can, try and get the full coverage amount, pay off the whole mortgage. Sometimes that's not possible depending on age or sometimes that's like six or $800. You're gonna get sticker shock. So I don't show those, but I'll show three options. I'm gonna, I, I tell them, I'm gonna go into some pricing here. I'm gonna show you a few options. Tell me which one works best for your budget. We can go up or down. I just, I'm trying to get a reaction here on from your budget. So great questions. Let them pick one, and here's how I transition into the sale. I say, I think that option works great. I also, I agree with them. So they pick one, I said, I think that's a great option for you. Now, remember, we still need approval from the carrier. So I'm gonna go ahead and bring up the application to put in the rest of your information. But could you go grab your driver's license for me? I need to verify ID as I get this put together. So I'm asking them for their ID. And nine times out of 10, they'll stand. If you've done everything, you've gotten all the approvals along the way, then nine times out of 10, they'll stand up and they'll just go get their driver's license, okay? What we wanna do is dispel the, any potential, um, any potential uh, objections. We want them to, to handle them along the way. We wanna dispel them early on in the, in the process. And that's what these questions are designed to do, to handle the objections, let them come up and handle them early on. So by the time we get to the end, we show pricing, it's just a matter of picking one and they're not gonna be surprised or shocked or feel pressure or anything when you ask for their driver's license and go ahead and get started with an application. Okay, so I have at the bottom of the sheet, you'll notice, lead along phrases and questions. These are little guys that I use all throughout. I pepper them all throughout the presentation. So, and, and these, some of these are phrases and some of these are questions. But from what you're telling me, and then you reiterate what they said. So here's what I hear you saying, and then you serve back to them what they just said. Clarity. So from what I'm hearing you say, do I have that right? Here's what I'm hearing you say. Do I have that right? So you want to just get their nods of approval along the way. Make sure you understand what they're saying, because a lot of times people will say things and you'll interpret it to mean something else. So it's really, really good to get that clarity. Here's another one. Tell me more about that. They say something interesting. Don't just take it at face value. Ask them a second layer. Tell me more about that. Uh, why is that important to you now? That's another great one. How, how's everything sounding so far? Ask for a check-in um, along the way. So how, how's everything sound, sound so far? Great. Okay, good. Perfect. And a lot of times it's just a nod. That's great. I just want them with me. Are you with me? Are we on the same page? You know, we can ask that. Most people, if you like most people, so this is a really key thing too. If you like most people, you're gonna do this. So I like, because some people don't know the answer. If you ask this, I don't know, but if you serve it up, like for example, most people when they submit these forms, they're looking to cover a loved one and just make sure the house is taken care of. Does that describe your situation? Most people, they're not looking for full coverage. They're looking to cover about half the mortgage because full coverage is too much. 
Are, or do you fit into that category? Most people in your situation, most people in you know age 70 or more are just getting a small policy to cover the equity of the home because it's way too expensive to try and cover all the mortgage at your age. Does that sound like a good direction for you? Most people like to back it off a little bit to fit it comfortably in the budget rather than overshoot the runway and then cancel in a couple of months when they get a flat tire on their car. Or most people, so everyone likes to know what most people are doing. They don't want to be the only ones doing something. And you're the expert. You're the one that meets with a lot of people. So you bring the information to them saying, most people handle it this way. Tell me if that works for you. So I love that phrase. And uh, the last one I have on here is how important is that to you? You can ask that all along the way anytime. Anyways, this is really, there's going to be more I'll probably add to it that you might see on here by the time I, I, I post this. But the key is, and this is this is a by no means every question. You don't necessarily need to ask every question that's on here. In fact, probably overkill to ask all the questions. Generally, with each category, there's two or three questions that will adequately cover the topic. So don't feel like you have to use this as a checklist to go down every single question on every single appointment. It's not like that. Feel out the person, listen to their responses, and then adjust and modify as you go in response to the type of person you're working with. Um, if they're a bottom line kind of a person, you don't want to spend too much time on extra details. They're going to get turned off and you're going to start losing them. So anyways, um, I hope that helps. This is this is uh, the first time that I have really articulated. I've had a lot of questions in my head that I use a lot and I've seen a lot and I've gathered a few of them in different places. But this is, I guess, the first time where I've put everything all together in one place, a walkthrough of all my key questions that I've gotten that I use that I found very helpful I hope they help you as well. So use these in the home. Remember, questions are the key. We are there to find out more information, to see if there's a sale to be made, and if there is a sale to be made, where that is. Those are the two big things when we're coming into a, a presentation. Is there a sale here? And if so, what does it look like? All these questions on this sheet are designed to help answer those. So, hope that helps make the presentation easy for you. It's really just a series of questions. That's all you're doing when you go into an appointment. We're just asking questions. And if you can get really good at asking questions, slow down the right tonality at the right time, you're gonna, you're, you're, your close ratio is going to go through the roof. So, this is fun stuff, guys. This is sales. This is uh, what we are in business for, helping people. But in order to help people, we have to find out what's important to them. And the only way to do that is to ask them. So download that. Use it. I hope it helps. Have an awesome, amazing week. We got Q4 just coming on. This is the first week of Q4. So look ahead. What do you want to do by the end of the year? You need to be clarifying your goals. You need to be looking at your activity. You need to be looking at your lead flow. You need to be looking at major events coming up that you need to be on, the calls, putting it on your calendar. This is a great, great quarter because it's a giving quarter. So let's make the most of it. Get out there and hustle. There's been no better time to really hit the road and hit the phones and hit your virtual appointments, whatever your, whatever your strategy looks like. And let's end the year phenomenally. So thank you for listening. We're so glad you're on the team. And uh, reach out if you have any questions. Love you all. Remember, your life matters. Mm -hmm.